Little Road Sodas. What up? I am uh, Ben Warden, and I, uh, you know, talk to you. And I am Warden Ben. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Jimbo Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming in hot. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you rearrange your names, you, you could be a profession. I could. Now, speaking of coming in hot, I am riding high right now because I just watched one of the strangest movies I've seen in a long time, and boy howdy did it leave me in a good mood. Nice. Was it one of the Phantasm movies? Because those are pretty strange, and I've watched a lot of those recently. No, but you're going <laughs> to love this movie, and I'm prescribing you to watch it. You're going to like it's get, get as many eyes on this movie as possible. It's... Thank you, Dr. Ben. Got <laughs> yeah. the prescription, taking it to the pharmacy. Absolutely. Which is, what, uh, what streaming service is it on? Uh, at least Amazon Prime. Uh, is that is that uh, one of those... Do you have to have a computer for an internet for something like that? I, I mean, I your your co-host can probably share his login because it's not even his. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I have Amazon Prime. I was just I was just being a dick, pretending like I live in the woods. Ah, I wish we did one day. But this yeah. film takes place on the mountainside of Switzerland. Yeah, the one mountain they have in Switzerland. Yeah, it's called Phenomena, not Phenomenon. Phenomena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple phenomenon. Because it is directed by an Italian guy, the one I mentioned previously, the father of Asia Sargento, who I believed fucked Anthony Bourdain to death or something. I only read part of the news. Yeah, she lost in translation to him. And... That was the plot of the, that movie, right? <laughs> it was Anthony Bourdain's death? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> they foresaw that. Coming. Thank you for for uh, for confirming. Yes, so it's by Dario Argento, and it's called Phenomena. And all I'm going to tell, I'm going to, I'm going to give something away that was given away to me. This was, this was recommended to me. The director was recommended to me by a future guest and current friend John Paparella, and he recommended this one specifically and gave gave away what I'm about to give to you. Although I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag a little extra stuff on it. All right. Within the first, I'm gonna go seven minutes of the movie. This and this movie came out in I believe uh, eighty five. Donald Pleasance scolds his caretaker monkey for having a knife. Whoa! <laughs> you know Donald Pleasance like that. That name has some cachet. And then scolds. All right, all right. Like you know, th- it's going somewhere. His monkey servant caretaker i mean this this monkey cares for him because he is he's infirm and in a wheelchair yeah i mean donald pleasance of the 80s was yeah i mean uh you know he was already a a bald middle-aged guy in the great escape he was he was and and that bond movie and uh puma man and or puma puma man and uh a wizened professor in halloween exactly exactly what a what a career well, he, you know, he bounced around a little bit. There were some good ones, had big budget ones, and then there were some shitty ones. Speaking of bounced around, he got shot down in World War II. Yeah, that I've seen The Great Escape. <laughs> I, it's about people who get shot down. Like, but that's what's wild is that he did, and then I, like yeah. played one. <laughs> That'd be mm-hmm. weird. But anyway, gotta watch it. I don't want to give away much more than that, other than. So well, we you, didn't even get to the knife. It, he has a monkey caretaker, <laughs> and he scolds it because it has a knife. 
Yeah. Now, Ooh. when you're watching it, you're, it's going to occasionally, for like a single line of dialogue, cut to Italian, and at other times, Swiss German, and it's ADR, and it's not explained, it's not subtitled, it's just a single line in the middle of a conversation. Two people will be speaking in English, then there'll be a line that's dubbed over, that's in Italian, and then it cuts back. You're going to be like, hey, did I f- am I watching the wrong thing? Nope, that's apparently the final print of the movie. It's just fucking weird. Just, All right, cool. and, and and so so you said the, the Swiss German and Italian. Uh, they have two other languages over there, right? They have French and Romanche. Did you get any of those? Now I can't identify them, but I don't think so. Okay, because uh, it was pretty strong for both of the the other two. Pretty identifiable. Um, I'll also say that in classic seventies sort of horror fantastical movie, you know. Uh, in, in in that genre, there are some slow parts, but the ending is fucking worth it. The ending's like twenty minutes. Like you're gonna keep thinking it's it, it Lord of the Rings you, but in a good way. You're like, oh, this is the end, and it's not. And then you're like, this is the end, and it's not. And it's awesome. Okay, it's it's amazing. But it's not like the end of Super Cop, where it's just like, all right, he's it's a dirt bike chase. And then it turns into a helicopter chase, and then it turns into a train chase. It, is, is it is it like that, where it's all action? Or you think, you know, all right, they're just about to wrap it up. No, it's a, it's action, but it's they're, it's different entanglements. I don't okay. I, I don't, it, it's, whoo, whoo boy. I mean, right. it is. Also, it's Jennifer Connelly's the star, but she's like 15. Yeah, you get to see, uh, I think you get to see her butt in Once, a Time in, Once Upon a Time in America. As like a thirteen year old, which is which is gross. That's weird. Yeah, I I'm know. Because you definitely see her nude in Requiem for a Dream, or at least partially nude. But she's yeah. an adult woman at that point. But I she will is. say, for no reason at all, I think one of the things that most people uh, sort of sort of like kind of her trademark look to me, at least, maybe I'm wrong in this, is that she has very pronounced eyebrows. She's typically she's kind of known for that, and they do a close up on her developing unibrow in this movie even though she's like 15 it just Great. seemed really unnecessary yeah <laughs> like, well they all... didn't have the micro touch back then just <laughs> micro touch <laughs> this episode of road sodas brought to you by an infomercial from 15 years ago the micro touch also head on apply directly to the forehead head on apply directly to the forehead remember that one <laughs> yeah you'd be surprised how how many people got that one wrong yeah, that one was nuts. Head on, apply directly to the forehead, just over and over again. What an ad! It it was a good ad. Well, I'll have to check out this uh, in the mouth of madness movie. Yes, in the mouth of madness. It's Ita- it's Italian, so it's a. Uh... Il trono de di madness. I know what you're thinking. At one point, after somebody's killed in the movie, and they're and the paramedics have arrived and they're pulling the dead person out of their large palatial estate. Does it cut to motorhead as the backing music for this? You bet your ass it does. Good. Is it wildly jarring and inappropriate? A hundred percent. Yeah. If, if you're not hip to motorhead, I mean, it rules. I, I know you and you were like, fuck yes. This movie just got 10 times better. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like hearing that Nine Inch Nails song at the end of Cabin in the Woods. You're just like, fuck. Oh, I st- all right. I, I stood up the first time. The first time I watched it, it just cuts. The fist comes up and just it cuts to last 
off. That is, that's top three Nine Inch Nails songs for me, and I am a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. So that that that's a, that's 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 the one I've wanted to cover in every band I've been in. But the problem is, one, there's no bass track in Last at all. It's just guitars, synth, and drums. And two, the second two-thirds of the song are just the chorus, and it's just over and over and over. And the, he, You know, Trent Reznor's big on repetition in his songs. And Nine Inch Nails kind of known for, I mean, they're... they're you know they're they're industrial esque. They're not quite industrial, but they're in yeah. that genre sort. But there's of. a repetition and and you know rhythm too industrial. Yeah. There's an anthemic quality to them that the the punk and metal bands I've been in just don't have because why the fuck that's not how those things work. There's the SAT word of the week: anthemic. Anthemic. That's right. <laughs> Behind this hard, crusty shell is a soft, nougaty center. Full of dorky words. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice, man. Well, I will have to check that out because I am a huge fan of Donald Pleasance's bald head. Yeah. it's It looks good in this. He's got a really nice... Uh, he's got good coloring in his beard. Like, he's got a good old guy beard where it's like a little gray, a little knot. Looks nice. Okay, he did the uh, the just for men on a couple of couple of parts of it. Yeah, it's not quite as pronounced as your Orson Welles kind of beard mm. with like the hard lines. Stripes. It's it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's more subtle. It's nice. All right, and uh, also just a recommendation to the listeners since you're listening to this, uh, this comes out I think November seventeenth, so it's possible the election's over and everything's calm. It's possible. It's not over, like the results are not in, and everything's tense. I guarantee if you watch this movie, you will not think about that at all for one hour and 55 minutes. It, all right. It will completely, uh, like t- again, there's a couple of slow parts, but it is goddamn worth it. Dude, the it's payoff, an 80s movie. I mean, they had establishing shots back then. We don't the, do that anymore. The payoff's incredible. Okay. And yeah, it's shot beautifully because it's all in the fucking Alps. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's what I got on. Uh, I, w- one more time, that's Phenomena, and ending with an A, not Phenomenon, Phenomena mm-hmm. by Dario Argento, and it's at least available on uh, on Amazon Prime, probably others. Yeah, for a nominal fee. I mean, yeah, you got to pay Bezos. Yeah, I, honestly, you know, I didn't I didn't watch much this week. There, there were some big sporting events that happened, so. Go on. Yeah, well, the World Series is over. And uh, I guess what I didn't like either team, so not the right team won. So in a way, you won. In a way, I won. In a you know truer, more realistic way, the Dodgers won. But yeah, I you know I watched it. I was rooting for a game seven. I was kind of hoping that I would have like on mute a game watching just just beyond the screen that I'm looking at you on. But you know what, game sixes are the best, and sometimes they don't go your team's way. Whatever. My team yeah. is not the Rays, so it doesn't fucking matter. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, it was a Phantasm sequel. Because I watched Phantasm 1. I guess I guess I watched Phantasm 1 and 2 in the last week. All right. Well, you know, it's, it's as as Joan is saying, spooky month. And I, I didn't realize that Halloween had a whole month. I thought it was just, you know, it kind of happens organically. 
First, the kids get the stencils in the school and they start putting pumpkins on things. Then you start carving pumpkins. Then you start seeing people in like witches costumes and you're like, shit, it's only the 15th. What the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Halloween. It's the end of Latino Heritage Month and it's the beginning of Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Some people, to steal a Kyle Kinane joke, it's something to the effect of, yeah, a lot of people make October a big spooktacular, which you can only do in October. Otherwise, you're just having a big racist event. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a good you joke. Cannot, you cannot say that any other time of the year. Nope. And since we're recording this in October, we're safe. We, yeah. we just we just made the cutoff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, good job releasing it in, uh, in mid-November. Hey, you know, I just recommended a movie that, that sh- ideally the listener paused, watched the movie, and they're back, and now they forget. Now they're in the spooky mood again. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Halloween doesn't get one of those, you know, half-year things. Like, you, you get half Christmas or Christmas in July. Uh, there's the half MLK that we always celebrate in August. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, half St. Patrick's, which comes up in, in September. Yep. But you don't have, like, half spooktacular, you know, in April. Yeah, so that'd be... What would it even be competing with? What else is in April? Anything? Well, half of half Latino Heritage Month. Uh, that's true. <laughs> the Eno part? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it'd be o- Oni. I don't know. Who can say? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've really been really been trying to, uh, you know, power my way through these Phantasm movies. And I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about them other than the fact that I watch them. Uh, it's a noble quest. You know, someone's got to do it. Yeah, Angus Shrimp, you know, he's a good bad guy, especially if you see the movies when you're young. If you watch mm. them when you're old, you're just like, that guy's wearing a sh- suit that's too small. Like, I get it. I get how he's trying to make himself look tall. Like, he's six foot four. He's already a tall guy. You don't need to wear the, the fucking platform shoes and the, you know, it's like, it's got to be like a 26 inseam, his fucking yeah. pants in those movies. Like uh, the dude from, uh... oh, fuck, what the... Uh... Young Frankenstein, the guy who plays, he's fucking super goddamn famous. Uh, you mean Ray Romano's dad? Ray Romano's dad. Uh, fucking. Peter Boyd? Boyd. I was thinking Lloyd. Peter Boyd. Yeah. Is it Peter Boyd? Yeah. I think that's right. All but right. But they, they, they give him some big ass platform shoes. It's like he's a he's a big guy already. He's taller than Gene Wilder. And Let's see, like... it's not Peter Boyd. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what we got. It is. <laughs> Peter Boyd. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. That's what it is. We got there. Yeah, you just you just mash that L with that E and it turns into a D. That's how it works. And hey, before we get off the topic of spooktaculars, not that I think we're going to, but I was in the grocery store a couple days ago going to buy some lunch and I was walking past the seasonal aisle and I you know, they got all the Halloween candies. And for the listener, this is we're recording this the week before Halloween. Now, I don't want to sound like the old guy who's like, "Why? what the fuck is going on in the supermarket? But they were selling Christmas candies in the seasonal Halloween aisle next yeah, to the CBS Halloween Yeah, CBS is doing candy. that, too. What the fuck is that? It'd be one thing. Like, if you want to sell your, ho- your, your Christmas candy before Thanksgiving, go ahead and fucking do it. Thanksgiving is not a candy holiday. It has no affiliation with candy. There's candied yams. That's about as close as you get 
for Thanksgiving. But Halloween almost exclusively is a candy holiday. There's practically no other food associated with it. Maybe caramel apples if you're a fucking nut. Well, or so many a- apple cider call those donuts. Candied apples. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like apple cider donuts, perhaps. But like, I mean, it's just candy. That's all that they're into. So why the fuck is there Christmas candy already being put out more than two months ahead of time when there's like, that's all, that's all Halloween has. Don't take that from Halloween. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know about over there, but uh, we don't have too many Halloweens going on in the towns around here. Like they, they've all been canceled. That's true. Maybe they're just banking on like anybody who was going to buy candy already bought candy. Anybody yeah. who's like desperate for candy, when they're handing it out, they're going to get the kids geared up for Christmas. Maybe play a toy commercial behind them or something. <laughs> you know, just get the kids really jazzed. Oh, man. I wonder what sort of weird shit they're going to do for social distance taking pictures with mall Santa. You think it'll be like forced perspective where the kid sits in a chair, like a clear chair? Six feet in front of Santa, and you take the picture at the angle like they did with Frodo. And uh... this might be the year that we kill Santa. <laughs> like, finally, all the parents that lost fucking jobs, and they're just like, "I can't. Sorry, like I can pay the bills, but I I can't get like good Christmas gifts. Uh, there is no Santa. Like it's time you knew. You should get a job." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now's when we're going to find out if any of our listeners don't know that no, Santa no, no, is I was gonna real. Say, I was going to say, play Santa's this in, real. Play this in front of kids. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get too far into this, I do want to hear more about the uh, the films you've watched. But but uh, we got an email, and I want to read it because yeah. it it deserves to be read. Because I mean, it, it'll explain itself why it deserves to be read. But uh, I will do a shot of uh, ancient tequila. All right. We, while you read. Okay. This comes to us from previous letter writer and current absolute legend, Matt from Vermont, is, a, is, is how he signs his name. So I'll, I'll just refer to him as that for the sake of anonymity. He's a superhero, man. Absolutely. The email is titled, Good Tidings of Great Sorrow, and goes thusly. Dearest Benjamin and James, I hope this letter finds you well. But enough about you. These last seven months have not been as difficult for me as they have been for a majority of our countrymen. The great state of Vermont and its hardy folk buckled down from the start, and our limited numbers of infected and dead have been a shining example to the rest of the nation. My work as a surveyor, the noblest of professions, has been mostly unaffected, as surveying in general is an exercise in social distancing. The most notable difference in our day-to-day comings and goings is in fact our comings and goings. Where previously, a two-hour voyage to a job site consisted of chattery, jocularity, and a kind of amateur therapy that can only be shared by two men in the confines of the cab of a truck, we are now limited to one person's per vehicle, and where there was once fraternity and camaraderie, there is now only loneliness and desperation, and a void that I fear cannot be filled with either Mickener's audiobooks nor road sodas, audio or literal. Gentlemen, steal your nerves, for as I write this, the virus is closing in around me. 
For months, the people of Montpelier have abstained and restrained quietly and tirelessly in an effort to stave off the infectious enemy. All it took were the perfunctory precautions of a pea-brained puck pusher at the local civic center. And now, I regret to inform you that the virus has infiltrated not just the community, but the elementary school at which both of my children matriculate. The very elementary school that I and my wife once attended so long ago, back when America was great. Scores of townsfolk have now fallen ill, including several of the children. Alas and alack, in the coming weeks, countless more will know the fear and confusion that can only be realized with second-hand experience. By the time you receive this, I fear that it may be too late for me. My sense of humor is failing, and up till now, it has been the only thing that keeps me sane-ish. But don't weep for me. My white male privilege will carry me through, quote, these dark times. I thank God that we have a supreme leader who knows more about everything than everybody, and I take great comfort in his assurances that we're, quote, rounding the corner. As the surveyors of old were wont to say, keep the faith, keep it in your sneaker. Parenthetically yours, Matt from Vermont. Ah, thank you, Matt. Absolutely. I knew that camaraderie in the, uh, the front of a cab. You told me about it. I was jealous of it. Yeah. Well... It's it's not a great job for the environment, except that there's no industry other than or no, you know, fossil fuel use other than getting to job sites. Sure. Af- after that, it's just two guys on battery operated radios. Yeah. Just dicking around in the woods. <laughs> just a bit of Tom fuckery out in nature. But yeah, really, we uh, we we hope you're doing well and we will we will hopefully have reached out before this airs. <laughs> yeah, uh, d- we'll definitely have done that. Yeah, very sorry to hear that, that Vermont's not doing as hot as it was. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like a lot of places aren't, but... Yeah, I mean, we, well, it sounds like the, the puck pusher, that's a, that's a hockey rink. I mean, they closed all the hockey rinks because we just had clusters, man. Apparently, apparently this virus is good in the cold. Oh, we didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it looks like there's a lot we didn't realize. Yeah. Well, the second quarantine, yeah, it's going to be easier than the first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I feel... Uh, my my thoughts have been frequently returning to and my east coast brethren just sort of for the second lockdown out here fuck it we can just go hiking you know whatever but like back where there's actually a winter fuck man like yeah i've i've been slowly gathering weapons off of the street and and just making a stockpile and and barricading our back door I want everybody that's 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 down right now where it's cold and can't uh you know, maybe can't go outside because it's, it's unpleasant, but also can't go to other places because it's shut down. I want you to fucking text a bud, fucking set up a, set up a Zoom call that no, we're all fucking tired of them. I don't give a good goddamn. Do it. Have a couple of beers. Make some fart jokes. Fuck. Recommend Phenomena. Watch it together. Just do yeah. something. We're going to make it through. Yeah, you're good boys. You're good ladies. You're good folks in between. You're good everybody. We're gonna be, we're we're gonna be fine, but it is gonna be cold for a bit. And as as Jimbo just informed us, Santa is dead. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? James Michener killed him. Now, uh, before we continue, we've got you know some uh, some breaking news. We've got uh, we've got to take a a. a a quick pause because it's time for an ad break. Ah, good. Do you need a couch for the break room at work? Sofa Kingdom. 
How about a wraparound for the rumpus room? So fucking dumb. Hi, I'm Rusty Rockbottom, General Manager of Sofa Kingdom. When you buy a piece of furniture from us, you're not just a customer, you are Sofa Kingdom. Sofa Kingdom. A showroom on the corner of Lincoln Street and Booth Avenue is packed to bursting with nearly pristinish sofas, settees, sectionals, sleepers, and all manner of stuffed scenery. Sofa Kingdom! Sofa Kingdom, where all of my prices are rock bottom. Sofa Kingdom! <laughs> and we're back! Every time, man. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Did you catch that... That score in the background too. I mean, that was, those. I'm glad those to hear that spots. Sofa Kingdom has ha- apparently had some extra ad revenue and was able to really bump up the quality there. That was delightful. Yeah. Whew. Uh, yeah. Happy to have our sponsor, Sofa Kingdom, because uh, when you're here, you're Sofa Kingdom. I think was the. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well. Uh. I sat on a new sofa today. Did you? I did. Like, new to you, new to the person, or was it recently purchased and it's 100% new across the board? I think it was purchased like two months ago, but it was only delivered recently because, uh, cause fuck. <laughs> That's a long lead time. <laughs> yeah, it is. They were just like, the warehouse doesn't have stock, but it was uh, delivered over to, to Jones' place. And yeah. Nice. I, I lounged. Lounged nice. hard. Describe the sofa. It's uh, I think they describe it as a sectional. It's okay, a, it's an L shape, so you can have and, sex uh, on it. Oh yeah, yeah, a sectional, a, a Saxon, Saxon sectional. Oh, it's I miss I okay. Apparently, the couches come with warranties. I don't, I didn't realize that. I just thought people who bought white couches were psychopaths because was this a white couch? No, no okay. it's a it's Ooh. a light monotone couch though. It, That's it's fine. gonna it's gonna stain up real easy. We have a lighter gray couch that we that we got during quarantine that has uh, the two ends recline. It's been delightful, but yeah, it's it's a lighter gray. But uh, no, I know. spill shit. I hang out with people that spill shit. I'm not buying a fucking light monotone couch. I mean, it's you know, it's it's like stain resistant. It's it's holding up fine. We've spilled plenty on it, and it's doing fine. Fair enough. Modern I, sofa tech is is keeping up with our crusty nature. Nice. But anyway, I want to hear more about this. But does it have? Uh, what, what, tell me about its features and accessories. Uh, it it has um, a back mm-hmm. and uh, high back, low back, wing back, recliner. It's like a pillowed back. Ooh, <laughs> you know, like couches have. No, sure. um, they're they're the. <laughs> they're... <laughs> I don't it's... think you were ready for the amount of backs I was aware of. <laughs> yeah, I was not. No, she stuck it in a corner. So the section makes makes that corner. It's nice. nice. It, it's got a good view of the TV, and you can probably lay on it without your head or your feet touching either like side armrest. Ooh, yeah, that's a lengthy I don't know if my, I, don't know, I don't know if my brother can, but I think you can. Yeah, because I think it, I think it's got like two inches on me, which which is like right your size. Does that include bending yourself at a right angle to like wrap around, or is that that's straight out? No, that's straight out on the wow. long dimension. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Joan. 
Yeah, I know. Well, it's a good couch. Up to the big leagues. Yeah. Well, I know where I'm spending Christmas. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's on this fucking couch that I'm sitting on right now because it's a plus one healing couch. That couch does have healing qualities. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not leaving this apartment only to go to the garbage. Like, it's not moving anywhere. It it belongs here without legs. Yep. Oh, yeah. We took the... Didn't we have to take the legs off to get it in or something? Yeah. And uh, never put them back on. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That was, what, seven, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, yeah, sitting sitting down, uh, my butt is lower than my knee. So <laughs> so if if my, my legs are upright, you know, I, I have I have more like a squatting position. I was gonna say that's just proper squat form. Ass to yeah. the grass, baby. Exactly. Arnold Arnold would be proud of you. It feels natural. Real field technology. oh man well i digress about couches i actually you know i i watched the the sporting event that i talked about earlier and i watched a couple of phantasm movies this week um but the the review that i'm gonna read for Mm. a movie is just one of the favorites that i have uh probably my favorite movie of all time hang on hang on hang on can i guess yeah go ahead now this is tough because you like a lot of films. I see picking one is difficult. So there there could be like 20 in there. Yeah. It's it's just how I feel right now. And some of them some of them like I think like there's there's uh like your favorite winter movies, there's your favorite summer movies, there's your favorite snow like I'm going to I'm just going to go the thing. No, that's the that's the good snowed in movie though. Yeah. Like yeah, it's John Carpenter, Kurt Russell. Like, it makes sense. No, this yeah. one's the 13th Warrior. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was on the list. Yeah, I, I know, I know. So, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of positive reviews before. Like, or, or, or I was I was giving you a lot of reviews that were 10 out of 10s. So I decided to, to find a movie that I would give 10 out of 10 and find somebody who gave it 1 out of 10. I like it. Yeah. See how the other half lives. Yeah. Well, um... The Thirteenth Warrior came out in 1999, and uh, this was written in 1999. Uh, we'll call the reviewer Kiwi. And what platform? IMDb. IMDb I am, was around in 99. I am lazy. Yeah, I think wow. RSDB was too. RSDB.org. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm genuinely impressed by that. Yeah, I had no fucking idea that it was. No, I actually long. don't know the history of RSDB. Please don't look it up, dear listener. Um, <laughs> Four out of 12 users found this review helpful, and it is titled, Overall, A Decided Yawn. <laughs> I mean, I've, there's no. a lot of things you can say about, you know, how how bad of a movie The 13th Warrior may be. I don't think yawn is, is one anyone uses. There's a whole fight that takes place on top of men holding up shields. No, that's Outlander. Oh, fuck, that is Outlander. Yeah, Outlander starring scene, Jim though. Jim Caviezel and that uh, guy from the Guinness commercials. And and John uh, Hurt. And uh, fuck, who's the other guy? Uh, fuck, Hellboy. Oh, oh, right. God damn it. God, Hellboy's in it. That's all that matters is Hellboy. Fuck yeah. off. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. I was going to say Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown kept coming to mind, but no, it's Ron Perlman. Um, anyway, this is about the 13th Warrior. Overall decided yawn. So... I went into the theater expecting an extremely violent movie. 
which I received, but it had no plot. For Blood and Guts, I would rate this movie highly. But from a story point of view, it is very lacking. Also, the time frame wasn't really an issue. Even though it may have only been a few scenes in the movie, the point where he learns the Norse language must have been at least two to three months, which is even more surprising as he, even didn't have his interpreter with him and apparently could only speak Arabic. Coupled with the extreme differences in grammar and syntax, this is highly unlikely. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Just fuck, fuck this guy. This guy's got to be no fun at parties. There's there's a second paragraph which which really which really turfs this out. So, I have very many gripes about this film, but everyone else has already highlighted them. Good on you. On the other hand, it's violent. It ain't gonna win any acting or sound or story awards, but it's violent. Second to sex, this usually is the key point in any movie. Six out of ten, which is generous, but I did like the violence. So this is another reviewer that kind of changed their mind mid-review and were like, I gave it, you know, one end of the spectrum or the other, and it's actually closer to the middle. Yeah, so high marks for violence and blood and guts, as they said. And then they gave, what was the actual rating on the on the system they gave? Because they, they, the, they ended with the 6 out of 10. They initially rated as what? 1 out of 10. 1 out of 10. So they're all over the shop. They, yeah. And I think, I think it holds like a 6.3 or a 6.7, somewhere in that range on IMDb. And so one of their big gripes is the fact that a guy who was sent to gather information about other cultures is capable of learning their language yeah he well it, he says it in the movie i mean there is not a whole lot of dialogue i'll i'll give it that but sure. the dialogue is is like chock full of information and at one point antonio banderas uh with his interpreter who is omar sharif who fucking hated being in this movie like absolutely <laughs> hated being in really this movie. yeah uh it nearly killed him i i think he went on to act a couple more times in his life but like he he was pretty old and, and okay. played the interpreter. And they're they're with like a caravan and they're being chased by these like marauders on the steppes of Russia. And then they like kind of go into a river valley where the Vikings are. And one of the lead guys in, in the caravan is just like, keep moving and keep quiet. And Antonio Banderas just goes, I am an ambassador, damn it. I am supposed to talk to people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that one just stuck with me. But it's a good line. Well, the 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 language learning is that he's talking about is not even three scenes. I mean, technically, yes, it's three scenes, but it's basically three shots of Antonio Banderas lit up by like campfire, but just his face under a hood. And then the sound, the audio of just a Norse guy telling a story in, like, first, it's 75% Norse with English interspersed. Then it's, like, you know, 50%, 50-50. And then it's, like, oh, it's mostly English. He gets it now. And so it, they just, it's Antonio Banderas listening and kind of looking intently. And then, like, a bearded guy, like, kind of silhouetted mumbling in Norse. And then... You know, the same thing three times. One of the times it's raining. That's how you know it's separate. You know, it took place at separate campfires. Yeah. That's how we learned. It's called immersion therapy, dick. Yeah. 
Coupled with the extreme differences in grammar and syntax, this is highly unlikely because I speak Old Norse and I speak Arabic. I know both. Please. Isn't he also the guy who then began the next paragraph by using the phrase very many? I have very many gripes about this film. He also capitalizes like a dick. I have very many gripes with him having a problem with grammar if he's going to say very many. He can go suck my very many balls. All right, that's not only, that's not how it works. There's only a couple of things that are all capsed in this review and most of them are it's violent. Violence. But it's violent. <laughs> I mean, it's not even all that notably violent. I mean, compared to like... You see a lot of dismemberments. You see heads being ripped and arms being taken uh, from people. A lot of a lot of impalements. Like, it, there, there's violence. There's violence, but like, I don't know. It's not so, overwhelming. It's it, like, I don't... It's not a hyper-violence movie. It's not a... For, it's not... a, for a movie that's based on a book called Eaters of the Dead, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, like, corpse play. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm skewed because I've seen, like, Ricky O, but it's Which, not like... That movie. <laughs> that that could have been on the list of favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, dear listener, please watch Ricky O whenever you The story you of Ricky. I mean, just... Fuck, man. It's... There's some plot to it. It's basically... Gut there's punching, fo- exploding people, <laughs> but... What I'm saying is not like the people explode by by means of of an like a detonation of something. No, they they just have powers and they they inflate and it's amazing. Yeah, if you ever want to see someone get a perfectly circular hole punched straight through their chest, that's like where the hole is like eight inches in diameter, like way bigger than a fist. Ricky O is the movie for you. Yeah. Hmm. I I remember ripping that movie off of uh, a Netflix DVD because yeah that's that's who I was hell yeah is is that that's around the time when Netflix was still mailing you shit and and the only thing I ever streamed from them online because they had limited real limited streaming like their their mail in DVD selection was was like way way far ahead of the streaming service at that point in terms of selection. I always got because it was fucking alphabetical. I only ever got to Air Force One on <laughs> on Netflix's early streaming because yeah. it was like, yeah, Harrison Ford. I remember this one. This one's great. I would love Harrison Ford to be the president. Get off my boy, Grimmy Brockmark family. I'm I'm sorry. That was Air Force Son. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that review kind of kind of led me. And I mean, we'll talk about the Thirteenth Warrior in other episodes because because I quote it every day, like four times a day. The people, the people around me at work, like, still have never seen it. Don't probably don't know what it is, and and just think I'm a psychopath for saying like, take the heads. They always take the heads. It's one of the reasons that we got into D and D, and we played D and D for years. Yeah, like we played it for a long time, and. Sort of the crux of how we got into it stemmed from a viewing of the Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> like, speci- I could pinpoint it specifically that. Yeah, that sounds like me though. Uh, showing my friends the Thirteenth Warrior, <laughs> like 
Yeah. Well, you showed me Ricky O as well. You definitely were my introduction. I probably watched that burned copy that you had. Where it just said, you know, every one minute, every 10 minutes, you know, this is a Windows recorder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just stuck that in. It's like, ignore that. Ignore that. Don't worry about That's it. That's part of the, is a weird director choice, but they did it. Look, I didn't pay the money for the rip software. I don't have like a third party ripper. So this is what we got. I illegally downloaded the Ripper software back in my copying days, which I thought Good was kind of, you. kind of putting a hat on a hat. Yeah, rip the Ripper. <laughs> rob from the rob from the poor and no, rob from the rich and uh but then use what you've robbed to rob them again. I don't I, I don't know. I think it's called eh fuck 'em. <laughs> yep. That's Way more succinct. Uh, way more succinct. Economy of words, very important. I'm floundering. Oh, it's all good, man. Because because I I was derailing myself from from how I got to this next review. And this is I I, I don't want to say the last review I'm going to read from IMDb, but it'll probably be the last for a little bit because this one was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was a two-part can open. I, I don't know if I meant to do that or not. Nicely done. Well, I, I sought out you know other things that we've talked about movie-wise on this podcast, and uh, one of them was Backdraft. You know that came to mind. Which, it's unstoppable. Which, which yeah, an unstoppable like seven point on IMDb. Yeah. And rather than looking for one end of the spectrum or the other. I looked for a guy who who found it like middle of the road. So I found it four out of ten review. It didn't have any anything good memorable to read. So I decided to look at the other reviews that this guy had, and uh, did not like Anchorman. One out of ten. <laughs> so uh. right off the bat, four out of ten for Backdraft. One out of ten for Anchorman. Not our guy. Like this is no clearly like a material. So. <laughs> They've only got 22 reviews completed. That's a lot. That's not... It's not a little, but with how short this review that I'm about to read is, you can be like, oh, well, you can review a billion movies if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> because this review is for Green Book from 2018, which which is the Viggo Mortensen uh, plays like the manager and... and sometimes guard of uh african-american musician before that that stuff was cool yeah uh it was nominated and possibly won oscars but i've also heard was highly criticized for basically being white saviorism but i i haven't seen it because it honestly it just sounded sounded uh sounded long yeah <laughs> um, vigo's past his prime for me yeah but um, so the guy also gave Get Out, like, really terrible reviews, and that factors into this review. Okay. So, Green Book, uh, gave 9 out of 10. Okay, liked Green Book. It starts, haven't seen this movie, but Love Oscar- it! <laughs> yeah. Yes! <laughs> haven't seen this movie, but Oscar gave Get Out a statue like it was selling Girl Scout cookies. Well done, Green Book. That's the review. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess let this guy run wild with his reviews. Holy like, shit. I haven't seen it, but uh, 9 out of 10, I don't know. I'm a user. Fuck, insane. <laughs> I didn't realize you could review movies that way. Yeah. 
Like, it's one of those things that upon any amount of thought, you're like, of course you can. But, like, it's that no one would ever have the thought to just be like, I haven't seen it, but the movie that got uh, an award next to it. I didn't like that movie. I didn't like that one. So I'm going to review this one and imagine that somehow the Oscars, it'll get back to the Oscars. They'll it, they'll they'll do a retraction. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, yeah get, they'll take the statue back. He'll get it next time. <laughs> next year when it's up for... A nomination again. I just thought for somebody, and and I mean, the person wrote paragraphs about why they had hated Anchorman, and you know, a, like a couple of well put together sentences on the cheesy acting of Backdraft. Uh, Get Out, I don't know. It it got borderline racist, I I think. Uh, but then Green Book, you're like, well, if they're if they're all right with Green Book, maybe. Yeah, but then they didn't even watch it, which makes me think they're probably just racist because they're like, look, here's a movie starring a white guy that lost to a movie starring black people. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying, because if he'd seen it, since it is, it, my, I, I ha, granted, I'm coming from the position of also having not seen it, but my understanding is that it's all about, you know, racism in, was that the 50s? I have no idea what yeah. it's supposed to take place in. Well, any time before now, basically. Yeah, and it puts <laughs> and that, even now, and it puts no. that racism in a negative light. But since he didn't watch it, maybe it just going from just fucking the shallowest pass of like the fucking cover. Most of those covers, it, like, like the ads that I can remember, were Vigo Mortensen in a car. Yeah, it's Vigo Mortensen in a car with uh, the musician in the back seat. So it just looks like a cover. For, like, a Jack Kerouac, you know, on the road. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> like, cool. I like I like Viggo Mortensen. He has a history of violence. Haven't seen this movie, but, uh... But it's violent! <laughs> Show me the carnage, dude. <laughs> well, so I started thinking, um... Can we do some reviews of movies that we haven't seen? Oh, I love where this is going. All right, yes. <laughs> yes, we can. Because, I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking at the, the wall of DVDs here, and, like, there's some VHSs that I own that I still haven't seen. What do you got? Hit me. Let's review it. Steel, starring Shaq. Ooh. Um... Haven't seen it, but the Oscar went to Philadelphia. <laughs> Fucking Tom Cruise and Denzel, what the hell? We got the NBA all-star Shaq. Kazam himself. Well done, Steel. I'm going to say... Uh, my review for Steel, uh, Shaq's third best performance, the top two being in an order of, of your choosing, Grown Ups 2 and Scary Movie 4, having not seen any of the three movies I just mentioned. Nice. Nice. I like it. That that was that was a very concise and... But I do like Jaws. <laughs> Uh, one of these reviewers really loved Jaws. <laughs> one of the one of the actual guys that I read. Uh, but yeah, everybody knows Shaq got rich playing in college. Yeah, he didn't make any money doing these fucking movies. Now I I did a little movie review looking at myself. We'll, we'll get back to this. I like this, but uh, before I forget, we watched Blade Trinity just because we wanted to watch a very bad bad movie. And uh, bad, boy, bad bad. Dot, dot, boring movie. Boring movie. Boy, that movie fucking sucks. But... Was that the one with Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel? Yeah. Okay. And Pat Oswalt. 
Yeah, Patton. Well, you need the money. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I, I was going through, you know, trivia on IMDb, just seeing if there's anything worth noting. And one person just put that, like, the leather work that Jessica Beale's character is wearing at one point is just a strap-on harness, which I don't know what the phrase, the her leather work means, because she doesn't work leather. She's wearing leather parts. Yeah. But... No, she, she's in, like, pants, right? And she's got, like, a fucking harness on. Yeah. That's, that's what they're trying to, to refer to. And yeah, they should have just like said bow. that. Yeah, she's got a bow at times. And again, yeah, she's got, like, blades and shit, you know? Because it's Blade, you have to kill the vampire. And because of the phrasing, I can't tell if the person meant a strap-on harness or a harness that you strap on. Because those are very different things. But all harnesses get strapped on. That's how harnesses work. Yeah, strap-on harnesses are, are harnesses that strap on. Yeah, but a strap-on harness... No, that's what I said. <laughs> it all depends on where you put that hyphen. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the thing I found the most interesting about that was that Three out of six users found that interesting. <laughs> it's just that's, like that. I mean, that's what I love. And I, you know, yeah, that means three people were like boring. <laughs> anyway, let's keep I found reviewing this, this review. Helpful. <laughs> what do you got for our next review? Let's see. I I have. Uh, <clears throat> I I've never actually seen this movie, but I know you have, and so you know, I'll uh, I'll try to keep it short. And only speak about what won the Oscar over it. Okay. <laughs> so, Hitman, unrated. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, fucking Crash gets gets the Oscar. They only have fucking five minutes of each goddamn character. And guess what? They're all shitty. It's like selling, giving out Girl Scout cookies. Ah. Uh, well done, Hitman. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant's. <laughs> Probably Darkest Hour. That Magnum was... Opus, I think, is how you pronounce that. Magnum Anus. That yes. shit fucking <laughs> sucks. What, you don't like a shaven Timmy, Timothy Oliphant? I mean, look, Papa watches it every now and then when it's on FX. It's one no. of those... It's one of the, Well, like, he'll, he'll flip back and forth between, between shit, you know, because we still watch TV because we're old fucking men. Yes. Uh-huh. But... I just see shaven Timothy Oliphant. And I'm like, ah, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. Look, look, he's <laughs> there's, something, a, there's something else I can do. He's a handsome man. He's got a great head of hair. But I love a shorn Timothy Oliphant as much as the next man. He just he's got a that no mis- girl next door. You need that one. Yeah, <laughs> he's just got that mischievous little face. You just yeah. want to rub his nose and whatever he just did. But boy, does that movie blow nuts. Yeah. Well. I, you know, the the crash one, I know it did win an award, and it tried to solve racism, and and it didn't. No, it did. Oh, it did. It did. That's why there hasn't been racism since, is it 2004? Yeah, 04, 05, so like somewhere yeah. in that. Point. There's been no racism since. They nailed it. Yep. By making just the most, by, by equivocating, so. By basically <laughs> saying everyone's racist. Well, so which, my. Which I do almost every day. I mean, I guess you can kind of give Crash points for, like, interweaving nine different storylines as, like, a creative assignment, but it's not... We call that an ensemble cast, and they did it in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, it's not not good or engaging or helpful. It's just, like, I will agree that all the stories intertwined. They did that. But, like, 
at one point they sort of try to say, oh, Matt Dillon's character, the horribly racist cop who sexually harasses, is it Tandy Newton? Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll also, he'll also try to save her. Like he, uh, he, he cares well, about lives. Well, well, not, not just that before they get to that, the reason he's allowed to behave like that is because he's taking care of his old racist white dad. Mm-hmm. There, I think it's, it's his learned, dad. man. It's I think it's learned. His, I forget if it's his dad or his mom. He's taking care of one of his parents. He's like, well, no, no, no. So he's helping an old racist guy, and therefore he's stressed at work, which gives him the okay. And Don to, but, Cheadle isn't racist, and he's shitty to his mom. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can you can be a good and bad person, but yeah. everyone's bad people. Yeah, it's basically saying that all race. Yeah, it's it's kind of saying that uh, since everyone's racist, we don't have to address anything. It's like that's not at all. <laughs> Thank you, Crash. Wi- that's wildly. What you, that, that's what you did to your yeah moral and social issues that you tried to tackle. You crashed them. That's irresponsible to just say it's basically the all lives matter of movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's you know. That's just one man's opinion. One large man who will publicly disagree with you if you try to uh, rebuke anything I just said. Yeah, Hitman. Way better than Crash. <laughs> Honestly, I would <laughs> rather watch Hitman. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I really I really would. All right. At the risk of going a little long, I think we've got time for one more VHS review for our currently unnamed segment. I don't even know... If there's anything out there about this movie, I'm sure there is. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, whatever. But Operation Delta Force, I'm sure it's starring somebody like Ernie Hudson or uh, or, or Jeff Fahey. But didn't see this movie. But Platoon, oh my god, why did Willem Dafoe have that face and try to be a sergeant in Vietnam. He was sweating the entire time. They were all sweating. That stupid movie. Oscars gave it to Stone like they were giving out Girl Scout cookies. Well done, Operation Delta Force. Hell yeah. Um, I just want to look up the cover so that I have something to look at here. I was assuming that it came out in 1987 around Platoon. You were off by exactly a decade. It was 1997? Yes, and who did you guess was in it? Ernie Hudson. And who else? Jeff Fahey. They're both in it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I moved this VHS around a lot. Okay. I, I've, so what happened? I mean, I know you worked at a lot of video stores that closed. Mm-hmm. I was in a lot of communities that had video stores that closed. Mm. And so you still get to reap the benefits. It's just that you, you saw basically every DVD for for you know one tenth of the price that it was actually actually you know sold for when it was profitable yes i i only got to experience that a couple of times when it was just like hey the neighborhood one's going out of business you know do you want some vhs's and i was like yeah i still have a vhs player it's it's built into my tv because that's a thing give me one second reach Okay, so my review of Delta Force, Operation Delta Force, the Delta Force, of course, being a Chuck Norris movie that is very different. It did come out in the 80s. My review of the 1997 film, Operation Delta Force, that I have not seen is, you know, they gave all those awards to the English patient, and honestly, it probably deserved it. Ernie Hudson 
really phoned it in in this one. Jeff Fahey's had better films. I'm sorry. This this whole franchise is a ripoff of a Chuck Norris franchise, and uh, that's some Asylum-ass shit, and I, I just can't put up with it. Nine out of ten. <laughs> like giving out Girl Scout cookies. Well done, Operation <laughs> Voice. <laughs> Uh, here, I'll, I'll read you the description on the back because, Do it. you know, yeah, when you're at the video store and you have the, the plastic case that you can't get to the VHS, you got to read the description and then you can also read the production company and the, the fucking director, but this is Operation Delta Force and, and the tagline here is the ultimate combat team just dropped in. Woo. Oh man. Well, on the front, it actually says. Operation Delta Force. Negotiations are over. Ooh, the, the different cover that it has on IMDb just says, prepare to lock and load. All right. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> say that on either side. It says, I, lo- I love multiple. Oh, Hal Holbrook's in this. I agree. <laughs> Rob Stewart's in it as well. <laughs> Rob. Oh, Rob. Whoa. <laughs> uh, whoa. <laughs> so the description here is, when a murderous band of terrorists steals the world's deadliest biological weapon, the U.S. Army sends its top strike force to intercept. Deployed into South Africa, Captain Skip Lang and his elite commandos engage the enemy head-on. After bloody battles across land and sea, Delta Force retrieves the vial containing the lethal virus, but the antidote is still missing. It's a race against time to save millions of lives and stop a madman's plague of evil. Sure sounds like the the old ripoff of The Rock. Like yeah. you're doing a rock ripoff, but yeah. where they have to it's not in America. They're just like it's in South Africa, but we really filmed it just in fucking Vancouver or wherever. Like wherever it was cheap. <laughs> Hell yeah. I uh I went to Rob Stewart's page on IMDb. <laughs> and- Good. Let me just give you the first couple lines of his mini biography, and then we'll call it a wrap here. But it's a doozy. Rob was born in Canada in 1961, and when he was still a child, he loved to play hockey and dreamed of becoming a professional hockey player. However, at the age of 17, he became badly injured while playing hockey, and he lost a kidney. (laughs) Wow. I mean, what the fuck? My heart goes out to you, Rob Stewart. For that and your name. Well, then also, yeah, because at the time, his parents weren't making a horrible decision. He was born in 61. Rod Stewart wasn't famous yet. They they didn't know what they were doing to their son. Yeah, that but didn't, it didn't fuck him up until like the 70s. The following sentence after that is, he had to give up his dream of becoming a professional hockey player. And so he, in fact, fell into the entertainment business by accident, which is like, what the fuck? You, how insane is Canada? Where your backup plan for being a professional hockey player is actor. What's going on up there? He wasn't good at punching. Like, that'd be like, you know what? Uh, I'd really like to be a professional painter, but if that doesn't work, I'm going to fall back on professional baseball. Like, you just, you can't take two wildly difficult jobs. Not difficult, but wildly, like, you can't... you can't just be those things. Like, <laughs> ah, you know, I was going to be a professional hockey player. My kidney fell out after I got fucking, you know, hip checked fucking too hard. I, I was in the, I was in the, the blue zone and I got, I don't know any hockey terms. Icing. 
I was I was in I was in the the north zone and 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 the wingman attacker came up and uh yeah it was uh it was tigers versus and and the and hawks tack- tackled my skates yeah uh well, cross Terry, Terry cross Cruz. check cross think, check Terry Crews man he I mean he wasn't a great football player but like damn the man's funny Vinnie Jones yeah another one. Yeah, and those those were people that didn't lose their kidney to their sport. Yeah, just a couple of teeth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna give us. Uh, we're we are solidly over, and I am thrilled. Nice long one for you. I hope hope you found it distracting. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to write in, uh, and and tell us how you're doing, we we want to hear about it. We'll 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 respond, and we'll also read it out on the show. We'll advertise you your product. Yeah, if you want us to read it out, we will. Otherwise, we're just happy to hear from you, and we'll we'll shoot you messages of encouragement. Unless things are going great, you know, uh, we're we're three three weeks in the past. Maybe it's awesome when you are. Who knows? I doubt it, but it could be. But yeah, send those emails into roadsodaspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on roadsodaspod at Instagram. We're getting a lot of hits on that Taylor Pork stuff, so that's fun. You can. See some dumb pictures we have posted of us as kids. Of don't worry, I got I got a bunch of pre-sliced Hatfield. Fuck yeah, it's gonna we fuck got, their day up. Got more on the way, but uh, yeah, you know we're, we're, that's uh, that's all we got for the social media, and that's all we got for this week's episode. We're gonna we're gonna close it out with sort of a some sage advice, a parable, perhaps a limerick, maybe a haiku. But, you know, that's sort of up to the artist's interpretation. But Jimbo's going to close us out with some parting words. Hit us with it, Jimbo, now. Operation Delta Force. Negotiations are over. Beautiful. Succinct. I love it. And as we say every week. Starring Ernie Hudson and Jeff Fahey, go fuck yourself. God fuck Ernie Hudson and all of us. Everyone. <laughs>